Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish. This is a special episode of my Sly Flourish show. I have many different shows, I guess, but this is one of them. And in this show, we are going to talk about the Lazy DMs Companion. Uh, I've done one of these before. There is a Q&A. There is a Q&A that we did, I guess, pretty soon after it launched. I think it was a couple days after it launched, so about a week ago. And I plan to do probably one more, maybe two, but probably one more of these before the end of the Kickstarter. And the intent of this show is to talk about anything that people want to talk about as it relates to the Lazy DMs Companion Kickstarter. If you are not familiar with the Lazy DMs Lazy DMs Companion Kickstarter. I am launching a, I have launched a Kickstarter for the, a new book, a new, one of the new books of the Lazy DMs series called the Lazy DMs Companion. And in this Kickstarter, you can pick up this book in both PDF and a physical copy of this book. You can also pick up new printings of the original Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master and the Lazy DMs workbook in a spiral bound edition, hardcover version of Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master, spiral bound version of the Lazy DMs workbook and a softcover version of the Lazy DMs Companion. All three books will, are available. You can also buy them in all different regards. The Kickstarter has been going very, very well. Uh, I couldn't be more pleased. So much support for this, for this, for my work here, and I'm I'm very excited for it. And I feel a gr obligation from it. Right? I want to make sure this book is fantastic. I really want to help. I want this book to help people run awesome D&D games. That's what I want most. And I want to serve the people who are throwing their money at me to, to show, you know, to give them a good product and to show them what they're going to get and show you guys what you're going to get. So the floor is open. I'm on Twitch right now. And anybody that has a question, if I, if, if I can ask that you put the word question in all caps, and then your question, that would be outstanding. That would be very helpful. I also have a bunch of questions that people have uh, posted to the Kickstarter comments page, some other things that have come up pretty often. So as, as we're chatting here, I'll probably throw a few of those in as well. But for those people that actually bother to show up today, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get uh, precedent on, on you're, you're going to get the, 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 you know, I'm going to pay more attention to your, to your question. So Darger says, any plans on for addendums or modifications based on the upcoming D&D changes? Thank you. Thank you for that question. That's a great question. Probably not. And the good news is I've talked about this on, on other shows. I think I mentioned it a little bit on the last Q&A as well. And the answer is that everything we know about the new changes to D&D show that it's going to be backward compatible with the existing version of 5e. And the kinds of stuff that we've heard about and the kinds of stuff that we, we you know, you, that you can kind of guess they're going to do mostly by looking at what they've done in current products, nothing in the companion or the workbook. So the workbook and the companion, the Lazy DMs workbook and Lazy DMs companion, they're the only ones that actually have 5e specific stuff in them. The return of the Lazy Dungeon Master is, is pretty universal for any RPG, any fantasy RPG you know, within reason, right? There's, there's certain ones that have their own style and their own gameplay. It's probably not going to help you with fiasco, right? But the workbook and the companion, the, I, I counted it out and I, I don't remember exactly what the amount was, but it's essentially like 20% of the workbook and 15% of the companion are actually 5e specific. 85% of the Lazy DMs companion is universal fantasy RPG material. So you could use that whatever version you have. And the workbook is a little bit more, right? But all of that stuff, because they're remaining 5e compatible with the new changes, that means all of the stuff that's in these books will also remain compatible. And thinking about the kinds of things that they have changed and and, and where we can, if, if we're trying to skate where the puck is going to be, if, we, if we're going to kind of think about where we think things are going to go, I don't think there's going to be any clash, right? I don't think there's going to be anything where I think they're changing things and that that is going to affect things that are in the book. So the answer is we are not, you know, the answer is no, we're, we're not modifying anything. Obviously, I have it deeply in mind. I think about it a lot, but I don't think there's going to be any big change. Will it also be good for non-D&D games? Yes, with some qualifiers. It will be, it, it can, I think that 80 to 85%, so 85% of the material in the Lazy DMs Companion could work with any version of D&D and probably any fantasy RPG that kind of spawned off from D&D. So it, you could use it with 13th Age. You could use it with Dungeon World. You could use it with, you know, any of the fantasy art, fan, you know, fantasy. It's fantasy-based though. So would it work for a Star Wars game? Probably not. Would it work for like a deep science fiction or a contemporary? It's not, you know, it's not going to work for Knights Black Agents, but it should work for any fantasy RPG and it will work with any old, any, any previous version of d and most of it will be useful. You know, most of it, like all of return is useful. Most of the workbook is useful. And certainly most of the DMs companion is going to be useful. My, my goal is that this book remains pretty, pretty universally useful 
for as far out as we can see and still offers you practical things that you can do to make your game better. What else? Modifications based on the upcoming changes. Uh, good for non-DD games. Can you show the book in action? Yes, I, I want to do that. So I want to shoot a video. I, I don't know when I'm going to do it, but one of the things I want to do, and let's let's take a look, is, and I, I think I, did I do this on a show previous? I think I did this before there was a Kickstarter, a, a Kickstarter for it, but I wanted to basically do one in do one live. So we could, for example, take the core adventure generators and, and it would be kind of fun to use the preview chapters, right? So if you go to the, if you go to the preview chapters, this is all available on the Kickstarter page. So if you go to the Kickstarter page, the PDF is available. You can download the 17 page preview to the book right now, use it tonight and make a game for nothing. Doesn't cost you a damn thing. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to put in your account. You can just get it. So an example would be using the, using the, the builder here to, to generate an adventure for protect the village. I want to do a, a show where we do something like that. And maybe where we use the core adventure generator tables and maybe one of the focus ones, either protect the village or the keep to generate an adventure and kind of think through what's that, what that looks like and go through the eight steps. So you sort of build out your eight steps for like a one shot game and see how all of this stuff works in action. I want to do that. So I will. Yes, the answer is I will do that. And I will do that before the end of the Kickstarter. So maybe next week. Maybe we'll do that instead of another. What else? So hello, everybody. And yeah, so anybody else that has a question, please feel free to put uh, uh, question in all caps and then your question. And wow, oh, wait, one just came in. Badfish644 says, is the spiral bound version of the workbook only available via the Kickstarter? No, all of these books will be available after the Kickstarter. Well, they'll all be available once they're in print. So we are, this isn't a limited print run. We're going to, we're starting the ball rolling on getting these books in print, which means those books will be available. And so, yes, you could get the spiral bound version later. It's going to be weird when it's like up on Amazon and stuff because we're probably going to sell both. So that's going to be where you get it is going to be kind of interesting. I haven't thought that through, but yeah. Doc Schroeder says it doesn't have a question, but uh, so will the changes from Watsi be more like Tasha's or will the changes adjust the core mechanic? I, I don't think they're going to mess with the core mechanic. I think that they are, I think it's pretty clear that they are, tweaking tweaking things right but we don't know it's i mean it's three years away anything could happen right they, they could change their mind they, the whole team could shift out who knows who knows what could happen in that time it's hard to say what else so let me let me do a couple questions that i've seen these are some of these are like common questions that have come up on the kickstarter page on comments or messages that were sent to me and things like that really no stretch goals right the kickstarter is going gangbusters how come we don't have stretch stretch goals and the answer is focus we want to stay focused on the lazy dm companion and the print runs of the core books of and the core books the, the print run of the three lazy dm books return to lazy dungeon master the workbook and and lazy dm's companion and because we knew what the page count was going to be to the companion already, it means we couldn't add additional pages. But there's like, yeah, but there's so many other things you could do. What about PDFs? Well, the problem is the minute you start to create any of that stuff, A, it takes time and attention and, and money is one thing, but time and attention is something, something else. So it's really hard to, you know, it, it's very easy to get kind of pulled away. They're harder than you think, right? Even, even digital products take a tremendous amount of time for layout and editing and art and playtesting and all kinds of stuff. So even like, hey, I want to create an adventure, you know, add in an adventure, an easy to run adventure that you can download and we'll give it to everybody for free. That's great, but the it, it, it's a, a lot of time and energy and effort and it pull it could pull away from the, the main drive of this Kickstarter. So that's why we're not doing any stretch goals. We thought about it. I thought about it a lot. I really considered it. I said, I think I'm, I'm going to do this one and just focus on this one book. I'm most comfortable doing that. So I like to think of it that everything that you would normally be getting in a stretch goal is getting added to the book already. The maps, the art, the layout, all of stuff that we normally would have said, ah, let's see how it goes before we do all that stuff and then dole it out over the Kickstarter. All of it's up front. So that's stretch goals. Will the PDFs be coming through drive through RPG? Yes. You will be able to get the PDFs um, a couple different ways. You can get them through drive through RPG, add it to your library like you normally would. You can also get them direct. If you don't have an R drive through RPG account, you can just download, the, download them directly from Backerkit. So both ways. Uh, a question that came up last time that I think I already answered is when are you going to be able to get the PDFs, particularly for the books that already exist? And the answer is as soon as possible. So you will not have to wait to get PDFs of existing books that we already have. As soon as the money clears, as soon as the backer kit is locked, as soon as pledges are locked, as soon as the money is transferred over, you get the products for, for everything that exists now. Obviously, the Lazy DM Companion has to be completed before you get that, but you'll probably get, you, you know, you'll get that relatively, it's not gonna take too long. 
knock on wood. And then the print run you'll get when the print run goes. And that has all of the, 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 the big question about what goes on with printing. So somebody asked, what about digital versions of the books? Will the digital versions include the EPUBs? Yes. So I, 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 you know, made a mistake, but it was a good kind of mistake, right? The Kickstarter just said PDF. All of the books that have an EPUB version will come with an EPUB version, which I think is everything but the workbook and the companion. Because the workbook and the companion are both so, are so table heavy, so format, so format heavy, there's not a great way to make an EPUB version of those. But all of the other books that you pick up through this Kickstarter, if they have an EPUB version, you'll be getting an EPUB version, which is most of them. So yes, I'm actually, I'm very happy. Think about it like, hey, look, it's a stretch goal. Stretch goal, everybody gets a PD, the, the EPUB version. Those are kind of the things that people put in. I, I did, right? I put EPUB version as a stretch goal. And, but in this case, it's like, I already got it, right? Like, it's not a stretch goal. Like, why, I'm, you're getting them. Hey, wow. So fantastic locations and fantastic layers are as add-ons. But if we want the physical, we need to get them on DriveThruRPG. Yes. So we are not doing print runs of the other Sly Flourish books. There's a number of other Sly Flourish books you can get digitally as add-ons, and there's a discount on them. A pretty pretty nice discount, 30, 33% off about. So normally they're 15 bucks, you get them for 10. Uh, and that's for Fantastic Locations, Fantastic Adventures, Ruins of the Grendel Root, Fantastic Lairs, and the original Lazy Dungeon Master. And I think that's it. And again, you get all of the digital assets that are available for those books you get. You don't get the art books, but you get all of the other, you get all of the other assets, including where possible VTT compatible map packs. But if you want physical ones, you have to buy the physical, you got to buy the print on demand ones that already exist. And there's not a good way for us to, to mix in print on demand with offset printing. So that's really, that's really, you know, that's really tricky. So the answer is if you want the physical versions of these other books, you can still get them through print on demand. We're not taking anything away. And those are available generally on Amazon and on DriveThruRPG. Did somebody else, uh, somebody else asked a question in the chat. Some Kickstarters are essentially done before the Kickstarter starts. Is this one? Not as much. So like, yeah, Level Up 5e, for example, they're shipping the PDFs like right after. We're not that far along, right? And that's because, you know, you never know if a Kickstarter is going to do well. And I, you know, I, I thought it would do well enough, certainly to make the book. I was pretty confident. But, you know, we also wanted to kind of get the ball rolling on the print runs and stuff like that. So... So no, it is not done. However, it, it's pretty far along. So the whole book is written, right? And it's all in editing and layout. And we've already commissioned the art. And we've already commissioned the map. So we're pretty far along, but you're not going to get it right away, right? It's, it, it, it's still going to be two or three months until the PDF of the Lazy DMs Companion. And part of that is we want to get feedback too. I want to I talk to people. I want to show it to a lot of people. Pa patrons have seen a lot of this material already. And I've gotten a lot of feedback from, from patrons of Sly Flourish. And that's been really, really nice, really helpful. But I also want to go and say like, hey, you know, here's this list of stuff. Is there anything missing, right? What, is there something that everybody knows is missing but me, right? That's a, those are the kinds of questions I want to ask. So that's a good question. Is it essentially done? No, it is. It, it still needs a fair bit of work. Dr. S, do you have a sample of the printed book? Can we see on stream what they are like? I don't because they are not far enough along to get a sample print. However, I have seen samples of the prints that have come from the, the printer that we're going to, and they are excellent. Nord has published a lot of their work with them. So I've seen both hardcover and softcover books. I've seen softcover books that were roughly the same size as the book that we're making here. And I've seen the print quality and it is excellent. It is as good as any I've seen. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy to see that. What else? What about audiobooks? So this came up and we, I tried, we tried. Could we include at least as add-ons the audiobooks of, of that, that exists? So Fantastic Adventures, Fantastic Locations, Ruins of the Grendel Root, Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master, and the original Lazy Dungeon Master, they all have audiobooks. And it would be a joy to give to, to make those audiobooks at least an add-on. The problem is the audiobooks are so I I the, the audiobooks were done in partnership with the narrators. So both Colby Elliott and Rudy Basso are partners on the audiobook versions. The narrator is is a partner in those books, which also wouldn't be a problem because we could just split the revenue like we split the revenue anyway. However, they are also exclusive to Audible. And that's because if you want to put a book, you you know, Audible is the 800 pound gorilla of audiobooks. And if you want to be on Audible, you either take a terrible cut and make it non-exclusive or you get a much better cut and make it exclusive. And we chose originally to make them exclusive. So that means we can't put them anywhere but Audible, which kind of 
is a problem. You can pull them away, but then you're, you're changing your license and everything like that. And that's a real chore. So the answer is we can't, and there's no good way to gift them either. There's no, there's no way to take an audible book and make it something that you can then pay for somewhere else because of audible credits and everything like that. So, so audiobooks are, are, you know, that's a, it's a tricky bit there. It's a tricky problem with it. And I wish we could include the audiobooks, but the short answer is we can't. Question, I have a large format printer. Do I have rights to print a copy or two of the maps for my own use? Yes. Yeah. For your own use, you, you can print your own, you can print the maps for your own use. You can't sell them. You probably shouldn't print out five copies and give them to your five best friends. But for your own use at your own game, you absolutely have the right to print, to, to print the map. Glum Moon said, a big, big question. Thanks for answering my questions about gifting. If I bought three full packages, where do you stand on me giving two away on my end? Are you talking about e digital packages? Not sure how that would work uh, out for digital content. I am looking for an easy out of the solution. So we do not use DRM on any of our stuff. We don't watermark all of our uh, any of our stuff. So and and the reason why is I want to make sure that people are happy. That, that you know, it's most important that customers are getting a good product first, right? More so than me protecting the product. So the answer is, if you buy three copies and you want to give two copies away to your friends, even if they're digital, as long as you know, as long as you are, you know, as long as you're making sure that they're not giving it to their three, their three friends too. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's perfectly fine. Question. The art is amazing. Could you add a stretch goal? No. See, see question one. <laughs> Could you add a stretch goal that has the art? Newbie DM uses art for splash screens and handouts. No, I'm not going to make it a stretch goal. Will I make the art available for the digital package? Yes. I will do that. So as part of the digital package, when you get the PDF, you will get high-res JPEGs or high-res pings of the art that you could then use and show off. Absolutely, including the maps. So there will be an art and map pack included with the companion. Everybody who gets the digital version, which I think is everybody. Well, th so there'd be ways you wouldn't get it if you didn't get the digital version of the LazyDM companion and you went all add-ons. So it's not a stretch goal. You will just get it. Yes. Absolutely can do that. I'd like to do similar things. Yes, for splash screens and handouts. So, yo, know, yes, for splash screens for your friends, absolutely. For splash screens, if, if you're using the art as like, the example is if you see the art that I have below, that is one of the pieces of art by Matt Morrow, who's doing the art in, he's doing all of the art inside of the Kickstarter itself. Uh, he's doing all of the art inside the Lazy DM's Companion itself that is one of his pieces i just commissioned four more he did six i think for the for the sample and then i probably have like another maybe a dozen more that we're gonna do great artist really beautiful stuff i realized last time in the last one i i did this piece of art that was like a, a village which with a bunch of spikes and i was like man that's the most unwelcoming piece of artwork for like talking about a kickstarter is like stay away don't come to my kickstarter so that was really bad. Yeah, so splash screens for you and your friends, absolutely. Splash screens that you use on Twitch, but now you're using someone's art without their permission, so please don't do that. Uh, handing over to bump my order up. Great, thank you. Question, will these questions be added to the Kickstarter effect? Yes, I will go through for the big ones, right? For the ones that I continually see. The problem is, I'll be honest, people aren't reading the fact. This has been a problem in every Kickstarter I've run, which is I will answer the same question five times. And that's okay, right? Like I can do that. But I get the same question a lot. And people even after the Kickstarter, even years later after the Kickstarter will ask questions that were answered in the FAQ. So it's it's hard to do. But yes, they will be they will be answered in the FAQ as often as I can. And I will often just say, please read the fact that's in there. For example, the retailer pledge. Will there be a retailer pledge? No, because that's complicated and weird. It's, I, I'm, I'm, I want to be careful. I think I talked about this in the last Q and A too. I want to be careful, but it, it comes up. I've had numerous retailers come to me, which is awesome. And I want to support retailers and we are going to support retailers, just not as a pledge level. So uh, Kickstarter retailers, sorry, retailers who are interested in the three books will be able to work with Nord to get them in their store. I've talked to Nord about this already. They are eager to do it. They've done it before. So that will make them available to retailers. I think all over the world. So that will be, that will be really great. Again, any questions that anybody in the chat would like to ask, please do so. You can type the word question and then ask your question about the Lazy DM, the Lazy DM's companion Kickstarter. If you are floating by and you're like, what am I watching? You are watching the uh, Q&A for my latest Kickstarter, the Lazy DM's Companion. You can, I just posted the note in the show notes uh, again, or in the, in the Twitch stream. Anybody that is in the stream, and if anybody asks, why am I here? Why did I land on this page? And what are we talking about? You can type exclamation mark KS, and it will give a little nightbot thing. So getting back to questions that people have asked, we're getting through these. Do you think that the beautiful offset printed return will be available on Amazon? I do. You know, I, I don't know the whole process yet, but I know that Nord is able to distribute books through. It's you, you, So the, essentially what happens is a printer prints up 
lots and lots of books. The printer sends them to a fulfillment center or a distribution center or a warehouse. And that's Nord. That's my, my friends at Nord. They are going to hold them. And then I can talk to Nord about shipping them to like Amazon warehouses and stuff like that. That's something I've never done before. So when the books are printed, we're going to figure out how to get them, how to get them to Amazon so that you can order them from Amazon. Will you be able to get like second day shipping, you know, to Sweden? I don't know. Right. I, I don't know how that works when you're distributing them, when you're distributing them like that. That's a whole different thing. It's interesting because Amazon, when you do their print on demand books, they're able to look at like where people are buying them and they're able to print copies ahead of time and then make them easily distributed. And as an author, I don't have to know how that's happening at all, but it's certainly a little bit more difficult otherwise. Douglas says, I am curious about the Bobar issue. So what's the Bobar issue? I brought this up last time. The Bobar issue is the, the, the question where Bobar came up, Bobar the elephant, where Bobar the elephant came up was why isn't the Lazy DM's companion in hardcover? And because it's only 64 pages, it really doesn't lend itself to hardcover. It, you know, as I said, you're going to end up with a hardcover book that looks like Bobar, right? So that's why it's softcover. And so Douglas's question is, well, is 96 pages for the, for return? Is that enough for, for a hardcover? And the answer to that is yes, because I've seen it in hardcover and it looks good. So it's not going to look, it's not going to look like Babar, right? It, it's, it's a good book. It's not like Watsy thick 384 page book, right? But it's a good solid book and it's going to feel good and it, and it, and it looks good. So yes, I am, I am very confident that uh, return is going to look good in its hardcover mode because I've seen return in hardcover from print on demand and it looks good there. So, so yes, the, and the, and the color depth will be beautiful. The color depth. Darger says questions going to any conventions to support in support of this, uh, game hole con. I am not, I, my, you know, COVID is freaking me out. It is still freaking me out. I would love to, and I'm very sad. And I've had friends uh, that go to conventions and I hear that they've, that people are getting COVID at them. So I, one of my, one of my best friends got COVID just told me, just told me today that he got COVID. Right. And it's still out there. He's vaccinated, right? I mean, you know, I'm vaccinated. Everybody that comes to our game is vaccinated. And because he's vaccinated, he will hopefully be just fine, right? That like people are vaccinated, it's a lot less, but it is a drag. He's isolated for two weeks and he can't see his kid, right? And all kinds of things. So yeah, COVID is still really, not to put a damper in the <laughs> middle of my show here, COVID is still a very serious thing. And because of that, I am not going to any game conventions this year. I would love to. I've had friends that went to Origins. I have numerous friends that are going to Game Con, and I have, I, I heard that PAX Unplugged is going to be mandatory vaccinations and masks, which I think is fine, you know, and that's great, but it's still a lot of people in a tight place. And like, you know, we joked about Concrud <laughs> before we had stuff like this. So I do attend many virtual conventions though. I really enjoy going to virtual conventions. My wife and I both do them and we really like them. So yes. Any other, please, please, any questions that you have, any specific, we will, we, especially we got some time. So we'll, we'll, we'll go over the tables of contents, con tables of contents, con tables of contents and look at specific pages. So things that you were interested in, in, in seeing, we are going to go over that. But I also want to, any questions, if you got any, anything that you want to talk about with the Kickstarter, please. Paul says, so just a couple weeks before the Kickstarter started, I just purchased a couple copies of the physical book from drive through RPG. And I'm trying to figure out what is different here with the Kickstarter. So that's a good, that's a good question. If you already have physical copies, and probably if you bought the high quality color version of Return, is it worth getting a new one? And the answer is, if you're a fan and you want to give away the old one to somebody, you know, I think it'd be okay. I, I rebuy books, but it's really up to you. Obviously, the content is the same. So I, I, and I will not hold it against anybody who says, I already own the books. I don't want to buy them again. I understand. Mostly this is for people who haven't picked them up yet, right? And it's a new way. It's, it's, it's getting them in a print run. So yeah. So, so do you need them again? No, you don't need them again. Will they be better? They'll probably be better. And like the workbook is going to be spiral bound and cool. And obviously the lazy damn companion, nobody has that. I don't have it. So the lazy damn companion you can still get. And if, if you've got the other ones already, that's, that's the way the Kickstarter is laid out as, as it is. Right. And lots of people, that's the way they're backing it. Right. Is I've got the other books, but I like the books and I want this new one. So I'm just going to buy the new one. And that's cool. Or you could say like, I want the spiral bound version of the workbook. Cause that sounds cool. And I want the companion obviously, but I'm good with my copy of return. And then you could do that. You can do that with add-ons, right? You don't have to, you don't have to get the, the big pledge to get all of them. So, so that is certainly, that's certainly possible. How much better, like, will the 
offset print run of return B than the hardcover high quality color version of, of, of the print on demand version of return B it, hard to say it's going to be better. And then the, the way it'll be better is color depth, right? Like the, the kind of paper that we're using and the kind of printing that's occurring, the richness of the color is going to be great. But that, that being said, like that means it'll look really good, but the content, you know, what, what makes return a book that people really like is what's in there. And you're going to get that either way. So Paul, I hope that answers your question. Uh, question. Can you talk about the offset, uh, printing and your experience so far? Boy, I'll have a lot more to say about it in six months and in a year. It's really new to me. The whole thing is really new. There's a reason why I haven't done this kind of Kickstarter before, this kind of printing before, and that's because the logistics of it are really hard. I have a, a friend and mentor who is a big deal in this, in this enterprise of ours and does offset printing all the time. And he and I were having a chat one day, and he's like, why are you not? offset printing your books like you're print you're you're selling a lot of them why are you offset printing them and i'm like that scares me like i don't want to have a basement full of pallets of books and he's like yeah <laughs> yeah that's a problem right and so there's so the logistic like there's there's so many things that like print on demand just takes care of and it's just done and this one, you really, like I just signed a contract this morning about warehousing, right? And it's like, here's how much it's going to cost to have books on a shelf in a warehouse. And here's how much it's going to cost for us to handle pallets. And here's how much it's going to cost, you know, here's, and it's all these details. And I'm signing, I'm like, yep, 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 right? So you're, you're, there's so many details in this that, you know, even even when you partner, like like Nord is helping walk me through all of this, right? Nord is great. They're very, very helpful. Chris at Nord has, has handheld me through this whole process. And even still, there's all of these details uh, that go on. And it is hard, which is, that is hard enough that I, I don't want to do that and also manage doing a bunch of side projects that we would do as stretch goals because I don't want to screw this part up. And that's why I'm, I'm focused on this. So yeah. Oh, good. Other good questions. Watsi had to push back ship dates on some books. Any issues like that so far? No, so far. No, I've talked to the printer. I've talked to Nord. One thing is we are not shipping where we are. We are the, the books are being printed in Europe. They're not being printed in the East in, in China, which means that we're not going to be stuck in the same. I mean, again, knock on wood. Right. And we'll see where shipping is in six months. Hopefully not terrible. If we don't have furs on and spears and we're going out killing the, you know, killing animals in the highways. So I don't, I, I, I don't expect so. And we have a couple of good advantages. One is that the printer is in Europe and our, one of the big distribution hubs for Nord is also in Europe. So that means they don't have to go anywhere by boat, right? That's great for Europe, for the America, for, for the U S we, we have to ship them over, but I don't think it's the same path. It's not going around West coast. I don't know where it goes. I don't know, I don't know what the routes are, but we don't see any issues now. No one, no one that I'm talking to is concerned. I'm concerned, right? But I don't know what I'm talking about. And so far I've asked and they said, we, it should be fine. So that's a good, a good question. And I, all I can say is that we will, I will constantly be in touch through the, through the Kickstarter to let people know. And of course the digital copies will be in your hands as well. So we can, you start using, when you print the book yourself and do the shipping yourself, you make way more money. When my wife and I printed and sold her book elsewhere, we made an average of $7 per book more. Yes. I, I so that's the problem. I don't know, right? I don't know what it's going to look like in the end because there's all of these little specific bits that are going on. There's all of these little details that I have not yet seen work out. So I am hoping, I'm not looking to like bottom dollar, most important to me by far, by far most important is a higher quality book. I wanna get high quality books out and, and offset printed books are much higher quality than print on demand by and large. So that is number one to me, making money on the books. I was, I have not been making nearly what I could have been making from offset printing books by doing print on demand. But it was an easy way for me to get books in people's hands and it has worked and I'm still going to do print on demand, right? So, yeah. So I'm going to answer the one last question we got from the Q&A that I pulled up from the Kickstarter page and then we'll continue. But please, those of you in the, those of you on Twitch right now, any other questions I see, Darger has another question. Thank you, Darger. And, and any other questions that people have, specifically any content you want to see, bring those up, but we'll answer the last, last question. Hotox says, are there plans for different languages? I would love to do that. It is so hard. And it's another one where like, I, I often get people who come to me saying, I would be happy to translate return to the lazy dungeon master into language X. And I know that they would. The problem is like, 
contracting is really weird. International contracting is really weird. Licensing is really weird. Quality control is really weird. How do I know that the translate, I can't read the language. How do I know if it's doing it right? You know? So there's lots of little details and I'm, I'm one dude and I don't have, I'm not a business guy and I don't, I'm not a, you know, I, I think my, my mentor who I mentioned before, I emailed him after doing Grendel Root and I said, I just had a, an epiphany that I'm not a writer anymore. I'm a publisher. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, but I'm not a publisher. <laughs> he's like, you are now. And, I, and, and that's the problem. Like I'm, I have no training in this, right? I have, I didn't work for another publishing company and got experience there. So I'm playing this by ear, like the whole thing. Right. And I'm really happy that people like the stuff that I do. And that is what matters to me. And putting stuff in people's hands matters to me. And, and I have to do that through publishing, which is great, but I don't know how to handle stuff like foreign. And so I've, I've asked people, Hey, how do you handle foreign language? And they're like, it is, it is hard, right? It's really hard. So I would love to, the answer is I'm not looking at other languages right now. And I, I, I would, I would, I would love to do it. And there's just not a great, there's not a great way. It's a hard, you know, you really need a publisher who knows how to work with publishers in other countries that work with those languages that they know are good and that they can do editing, right? Like editing and layout. You got to do editing and layout again, right? And there's a high cost and I don't think it, it gets the return, right? So really hard. So thank you for those. Those are great questions, by the way. Have you considered winter delivery over the polar ice pack? No shipping is necessary. I have not considered that. I don't know if you're kidding. I hope you're kidding. Let's see. Do you know of the FKR Free Kriegspile Revolution? No rules RPGing. Would that would it be useful for that? What is that? I don't know what you're talking about, Darger. Are you uh, how are you planning to cope for the next 21 days? Uh, that's a good question. So Saturdays are my day off, right? I'm working 6 days a week and 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 Saturday is my day of rest for the most part. So I do that. It's weird. It's fits and starts. Like there are times where like today was a crazy busy day, right? Today I was working from seven this morning until, until now. And I'm still, I'm still working, working. This is awesome, right? Hanging out with you guys is awesome, but it's, you know, part of the business. So, you know, it's 13 hour day and I've probably put in hours like that most days, but like tomorrow I'll probably have a few odds and ends of contracts and, and, or, you know, working with the, with working with the people that the, the, the people that are helping me put the book together, We're talking to Nord, I've talked to them almost every day and we handle stuff like that. But then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go work on this other project that I've got. Right. And so it's fine. So, I mean, cope, right? Like, oh, what was me? I have a Kickstarter that's doing really well. Like, no, it's great. It's, it's outstanding. And I love what I'm doing here. So I'm not burning out. I'm really, I'm happy with it. I enjoy it. I, I told this story last week that like I had Saturday off and I'm like, what could I do? And I'm like, I'm going to write a Patreon, an adventure by my patrons, right? My patrons have helped me so much with the material to help get this Kickstarter together. I really want to give them something special that only, that's only for them. And so they got the Red Headsman, the, the Tomb of the Red Headsman, a... Halloween themed adventure that they can run for Halloween. That's based in Grendel Root. It's the first adventure, I think, that's set in Grendel Root since Grendel Root came out. So that's kind of fun. That's exciting. I should write a high level adventure in Grendel Root. I think that would be pretty cool. So that is just available for patrons. If you go to, I think I think I just posted it today, right? I think the, the message just went out today. I have to do some updating. I did that because I like doing it, right? I did it because it's fun. And it's like, oh, I got to do that, right? I do it because I like writing adventures. Writing adventures is fun. What I really love and what I, I think that Patreon really helps me with, I love to be able to write something in a day that I can ship to patrons in a day that helps, right? That being able to, to, to bring down a, a product into one day of work is really fun. Like that, I love doing the addiction to like write a thing, clean up a thing, format a thing, you know, have people look at it, get feedback, wire the feedback back in and then ship it. And being able to do that in a day really excites me because, you know, when it's a, a year to make a thing is really hard. The companion is going to take like from the time I started it to the time that it's going to be physically in people's hands might be like two years. Right now, the nice thing is patrons have been seeing bits and pieces of the companion all that time. And that's really nice. So 
what is even considered high level content these days? 15 plus, I would probably do a tier three. I, I think it might be kind of fun to do a tier three. So Grendel Root could certainly stand some tier two adventures. So it might be fun to write some tier two stuff. I was going to talk about this in the talk show. So a little, a little seed that I'll throw out there is the game really changes its seventh level pretty heavily. As soon as people get Banish, as soon as people get Polymorph, there's some other big fourth level spells that radically change how the game plays. And that means that the game, you know, that, that means that how this, the scale of the game has to change. The minute you get to seventh level, as, as my, one of my friends in my games, he says like, oh, that's where the tier two shenanigans really kicks in, right? And it's like sixth level, I think you get stunning strike, right? At seventh level, you've got things like Banish and Polymorph, which are sort of safer suck spells. Polymorph is really, really a versatile spell. And it means that no single non-legendary creature can be counted on to actually be a threat, which means you really need to rethink how the, what kinds of threats tier two characters have to take. So, and, and boy, that's that's for we're gonna. Why am I, I went right into the topic. We'll talk about that tomorrow. So, what else? What else do you guys want to see? So let's take a look at the tables of contents. So this is the this is the table of contents for a, a PDF. So this is adventure generator. So we have two PDFs that are available to patrons that have been available to patrons of Sly Flourish and will continue to be available to patrons of Sly Flourish. And these, the material in this is what's building the bulk of the Lazy DMs companion. Uh, edited, formatted, art added, and maps added and stuff like that. But generally the material is pretty similar. And I broke them into two PDFs for the Patreon, for, for patrons called Uncovered Secrets, which is more universal stuff that you would use and Adventure generator, Generators, which is ways to build adventure specifically. So a lot of this stuff is available. Some of the stuff is available in the sample chapters, right? So that stuff you can see, but I thought it might be fun to look at some specific stuff that's in here that people might not have seen. So of, of the list that you see here, and of the list that's available on the Kickstarter page. If anybody wants to take a look at something in particular and say, I really want to know more about what that looks like, please mention it and we'll, we'll take a specific look. Other than that, I can kind of pick and choose sort of things that are in here that I, that I think are kind of cool. You should show the Feywild page. Yeah, so the Feywild page I built before Feywild became a thing in with Wild Beyond the Witchlight. And one, one thing to be careful of, something that I try to think about when I'm designing these is I wanna make sure that this stuff will be useful years from now. And a way that I can be sure something is useful years from now is saying, would it have been useful years ago? And the answer is generally yes, right? And so I don't try to put stuff in here. So I have a thing called like Encounters of the Frozen North. That was really written around me running a Frost Maiden game. And it's not going to be in the Lazy DMs Companion. It's, it, that will be exclusive for patrons because it is very specific for that kind of adventure. It's, it was a little too narrow in scope to, to warrant a whole, a whole page. Lands of the Fey, however, is pretty wide open. So even though it could work well for Wild Beyond the Witchlight, Lands of the Fey is something like the, going to the Fey Wild, going to, going to the Fey is a, is a big deal. That's page 12. So let's take a look at it. 12. So, uh, Lands of the Fae is sort of a, it's not an adventure generator. It's more of a location thing. And it sort of builds upon the idea of point crawls. So point crawls are, there's a page about point crawls. Are point crawls in the sample? Do we talk about point crawls in the sample? I don't know if we do. Improv, building an RPG, safety tools, building situations, spiral campaigns, lazy combat encounters, monster difficulty dials, wilderness exploration, secrets and clues, court. No, we do not. So one of the, one of the ones is, and we'll, we'll look at that one is about point crawls, right? And I'm, I'm real big into point crawls now, right? It's something that over the past year or so I've gotten into, I studied a lot. I really like it. I think it's a great way to do overland exploration. So the, and, and uh, so sour cookie says point crawls literally changed my game. They have literally changed my game too. If you want to see an example of a point crawl I did, and you're, and you're willing to accept frost maiden spoilers, the last couple episodes of my lazy DM prep, I did a point crawl for uh, Solstice Island, the Grimskull section of Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. And it worked really well. It was fun for the players. It was fun for me. Point Crawls essentially takes overland travel and builds it like a dungeon. 
And if you think about how dungeons are built, dungeons are built with rooms, generally speaking, right? If we're going to simplify things, and because we're lazy, we like to simplify things, rooms and passages, right? A dungeon is basically a bunch of rooms and passages. So what if you just kind of expand that out? And now you have locations and paths, right? And a point crawl is essentially a bunch of locations and a bunch of paths. And the paths are the natural or artificial paths paths that exist between two locations. An example would be a winding road or a, a shallow stream, a game path, right? An old, an old aqueduct. So things that connect two locations. So I bring this up because the land of the, the land of the Fey generator, the land of the Fey page is built on this idea of point crawls. And so you have sort of adventure locations, fairy adventure locations, right? I like the, this whole idea. Each table split with a one to 10 being, oh yeah. So one of the fun things I did with this is if, if you're familiar with sort of fey and fairy folklore, there's seely and unseely, right? The light and the dark, the, the, the sort of good and the sort of bad. And of course it's fun to be like when the bad is actually good and the good is actually bad and all that stuff. But that's a very common theme in, in fey and fairy lore. So... In many of the places here, uh, 1 to 10 is Seely Fey, and 11 to 20 is Unseely Fey. And that way you could just roll a D10 if you want one or the other. Or you could roll and sort of, you know, have it weave between Seely and Unseely, which is also a lot of fun. So we have adventure locations, right? What are the bigger, the, uh, the adventure locations is sort of a bigger place, a dead village, a mushroom villa, uh, a fairy menagerie, a hollow dead tree, an overgrown keep. Those would be entire adventure locations where you could put your own map there and you can fill in an, a, a whole adventure in one of those locations, right? So then you have strange happenings, right? And this one is like weird stuff that happens to you while you're wandering through the Fey. And I think that this one also is one to 10 are like things that are just kind of weird. Like silver, all the silver coins are replaced with marbles, right? Fun. That's fun. And then you get to the 11 to 20. Your food goes rancid. Bugs flow from packs and pockets. Blood flows like sap from trees and stones, right? And that's the unseely. So that you have your seely and your unseely fay. Fairy monuments. So a monument is more, when you think about your, when you think about your point crawl idea, if you have what I've been doing a lot of times, if I'm improvising a, tr a journey between places is I will, you have the place where the characters are, you have the place where the characters are trying to go and then they go on their journey. And instead of like rolling stuff and doing things, which we have in here with wilderness exploration, you could instead say you, you journey for a day until you come to thing. And that thing could be a monument. And that's sort of a background to a one scene. So instead of a location, which is a whole big adventure, you have a monument, which is just a place, a thing that's sort of in the background, a thing that's sort of just there. A satyr statue, right? A dark portal, titanic bones, a wishing well, right? And that's just, it's like a set. I like to think of it like a play, right? And you have a play and you have the actors and you have what's going on in the story, the actors and stuff. And then you have a set in the background. Then the set is a big weird gate or a portal. And sometimes it could affect the scene and sometimes it's just background. Right. So those are the mon that's the difference between like a monument and a location. Then we have encounters. What are the things that you might run into while you're there? And uh, one thing you'll notice with a lot of the generators, we don't just have a list that says goblin, orc, bandit, or cultist. There's always like an adjective, right? There's 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 two words. And the neat thing is you can kind of actually double up on the chart. And instead of you could have a court picnic, but you could also have court hunters, right? You can, you could take the first word and the second word and split them and roll twice and get two different things. Let's try one while I'm sitting here. I got my dice. I got too much stuff on my desk. So an example in the encounters, we're going to roll 2d20 instead of one. And the green, my green die will be the first word. And then the, oh, I hope this works. It'd be embarrassing if it didn't. 15 and eight. So 15 is a friendly and eight is a procession, a friendly procession. Kind of cool, right? Like, hey, everybody, what's going on? You're like in the middle of the Feywild and this procession comes by and it's like, hey, what's going on? Come join us, right? So you can you can use that. That takes this table and makes it a D400. 400 different options because you get to roll twice, right? Let's try again. Let's try until it doesn't work. Golden, a golden vampire. Oh, isn't that cool? Right? Golden vampires. I've been watching Castlevania, by the way, on Netflix. If you want to watch a really, really good vampire show, Castlevania, the cartoon Castlevania on Netflix has no right to be as good as it is. And it is really good. Four seasons and it's outstanding. Golden, and there's a golden vampire in it.
Gold vampire. Gold vampire, says Savage Stalker. So those are encounters. And then you have objects, right? What are weird things that you might find? What, like when you're exploring, you might see a specific thing. So this is even more atomic than a monument, right? Is a, a, an object that you would run into. And, and a way of doing this is to, you could tie a spell effect to it. So then you have an object that they find that's a, a feyish object and it has a power tied to it, or maybe it's a key to something else, right? So that, that's how that table works. And there's a few different tables that are like this one. I like this one a lot. This was a fun, it's a fun one to write. And probably, so I have not read enough of Wild Beyond the Witchlight to know, does this work for that? But I would imagine it would, but I hope it's great if it works for Wild Beyond the Witchlight, but I want it to work for any fae experience, any fairy experience that you are running for your players, right? You should be able to pull out this one page and be able to run some fun fairy, fairy adventures. That gets into something about the design of this book that I'm not sure is clear to everybody, but it's something that was important to me, which is pretty much every guideline and every inspirational generator in this book is a single page. It's one page of the book. And the reason why is I wanted to really give you just what you need to use for that thing. You don't want to have 28 pages of tables. You want to have one page of tables that you can use. You don't want to have too much. There's a few things that go more than a page. Like the core adventure generators are two pages, but most everything else is one page. Every guideline in it is one page is one page big. And an advantage of that is like, you can print that one page from your PDF and just throw it in your, if you, you know, all my stuff I try to make modular, right? Everything that I write, Return to the Lazy Dungeon Master, the workbook, this, everything I want to write, I'm like, I don't, you don't have to love all of it, right? I, I'm sure you won't. I am sure you're going to look at Companion and you're going to be one of them and you're like, yeah, I don't like that one, right? Zone-based combat, I hate zones, I like the grid, right? Okay, great. I hope the other stuff is useful, right? And, and my hope is like, you might find four pages in this that are totally useful for you and you print those four out and those are what you use and it works for you and it's great, right? I hope you use more than four pages. But everything is designed and that means it was a forced constraint and it's a forced constraint because it makes me ensure that everything that's on that page is useful and useful for whatever the topic of that page is. And then everything else is stripped out and made really small because we're just too busy. You don't need a 384 page book of lazy DM stuff. I can't tell you how many times I get people that said, I'm too lazy to read the lazy dungeon master. And you're like, can you read the first page? Cause the first page tells you what to do. If you're so lazy, you can't read the book. And and the, and the real answer is it ain't about laziness. It's about busyness, right? We're all busy. We all have so many demands on our time, some self-inflicted, some that are absolutely the world putting us on there. So I know I already got people saying, oh, if it's, if it's 384 pages, that you know, if it's 384 pages, it's not so lazy anymore, right? I really, 64 pages is right for this book, right? I, if I was to make it 96 pages, right? Or 80 pages, pages, right? What's 16 up? You have to do it in 16. 80 pages would be next. If I was to add 16 more pages, it would be too much, right? It would be too much stuff. It would, it, you know, there would be things in there that probably aren't that useful. So that constraint down to 64 means that every page in there is going to be a useful thing to really help you run your game. So that is a design thing that I think is really important. Another design thing is I don't want to recreate stuff that already exists unless I'm simplifying it, right? So there are certain pages that you might look at and go, huh, why doesn't he have this in there? And that's because like, I feel like other big existing core books like Xanathar's Guide or the Dungeon Master's Guide already handle that. And I don't need to handle that too. So unless I've got a unique take that I think is better or simpler than what is already published in other stuff, I'm not going to put a thing in there for it. That's one of the other designs. That's why like, I don't think there's a page in here about downtime activities. And that's because I feel like between the player's handbook, the dungeon master guide and Xanathar's guide, they've covered downtime activities about as much as you can. Could there be a simpler, like one page downtime thing? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I wrote one and I don't think I liked it. So yeah, I really, I was ruthless with what is in this book, right? And that is a big part of the design. So we've got, you know, six or seven minutes left in our show tonight. Again, people here in chat, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight, by the way, to talk about this. I really appreciate it. And I'm up for anything else that you guys want to talk about. Any, any, any questions that you have about the Kickstarter? Any questions about content? If we would like, I could take another look through, through, through something else. We could, we could take a look at one of the Uncovered Secrets, for example. 
what what one would be kind of fun spiral campaign development we, yeah strong starts prompts for secrets and clues a lot of those made it into the the workbook Scipio says thank you thank you Scipio thank you oh always thank you for hanging out you're you're a good friend uh, let's see undead templates monster templates could be interesting this this is okay so we were yeah ah, this would be a good one because you know we were talking about like hey is there a risk about what's in here and uh, I think Darger brought it up, right? Like, what, what are we worried about what Watsi is doing? So, so templates are one. Templates are a weird thing in fifth edition. I should have looked at the page number. Monster templates, 21, 21. So um, templates are a strange thing in 5e. They, they, you know, they're, they're, they're strangely absent, right? There are certain templates. There's a handful of templates that exist in core 5e books but very few and they're real specific, right? And it, it, I think it's something that's missing. And there, so other groups are also looking at templates and there's lots of different ways that you can do templates and there's templates in other monster books and stuff like that. But I wanted to have like, again, one page that offers a few different general use templates that are easy for you to just throw on top of a monster and make it a unique monster. And what I really liked about them was, could I take your monster manual and multiply it by 10? Could I say that you've got the monster manual in your hand and it's got whatever 350 monsters in there. What if it's instead 3,500 different monsters, right? What and probably that's a little bit extreme, but it could turn them into thousands, right? And so, what can you do to make different kinds of monsters? So I think I have let's see about three different kinds in here: elemental monsters, which is really a bunch of different kinds. And this is your like, you know, the the cheap way of doing it with like Final Fantasy because we're lazy right? And this is a guide for lazy, lazy DMs. So one of the lazy ways to do it is you make elemental versions of existing guys. So if you've got a hill giant and you're like, you know what I want is an acidic giant. I want a giant who's walking through the swamp, dripping acid. Okay. Take your hill giant, add the acid template. What does that mean? They're resistant to acid. They might do acid damage when they're hit. They might have an acid aura, probably not an acid aura or an acid shield, and they might inflict acid damage on their attacks, right? And it's real straightforward stuff, real easy to do. We have a little table down here. What's the challenge rating? Hill Giants and five, so that means they're going to do an extra seven acid damage per hit, right? You can beef that up if, if you want. You can you can tweak it. If they have an aura, you can, you can do that. So, you know, it's far out, man, the acid, the acid... So it's a really easy way to make an elemental version of basically any any monster that you want. You could have fire 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 goblins, right? You could have uh, radiant a radiant elemental, right? You take one of your like your air elemental and you throw the radiant template, and now it's a radiant elemental, right? And the weird elemental that's from like the purest celestial realm. So you can make lot. It's a great way to like go one step from reskinning. The easiest thing you can do to make a new monster is take an existing monster and call it something else and describe it as something else, right? And use the same mechanics. This is one step from there, which is just adding a few pretty straightforward mechanical changes uh, to make it. So elemental, you know, immediately it has eight different kinds of elements that you can apply to any monster. Thus you have eight new kinds of orcs automatically. Then we have dire monsters, right? And a dire monster, there isn't a dire template. Isn't that crazy? In 5e, there's no dire template. There've been dire monsters forever, but there isn't one. What would that be like? And I was like, well, they're great big versions of existing monsters. So if you have a bullet, you have a dire bullet. What's a dire bullet like? Well, an easy way, right? And this is this is soft science here, right? This is not super detailed, pure challenge rating stuff. Because guess what? That's not how 5e operates anyway, right? So this is, what do you make a dire version? Eh, double its hit points, increase its hit points or double its hit points. Give it a one size carrier. It's big and it has a lot of extra hit points. Give it a plus two bonus to attack rolls. You're essentially bumping its proficiency bonus up, right? Gains one or more additional attacks on its attack action. Use your best judgment to determine which one, right? Like, hey, DM, you are empowered to do some quick design on your own monster. Don't come to me looking for that level of detail. You have to look at the monster and determine which one of its attacks makes sense that it gets an extra one of those because it's going to be very different. And then its challenge rating increases by probably two or three. Maybe, you know, probably. So that's a dire monster. A dire monster is essentially a great big version of an existing monster, a dire wyvern, right? Like, let's let's take a look. Let's do a, let's do a dire wyvern, right? Do, do, do. 
So you got a regular wyvern, which is pretty dangerous, right? Challenge rating six, right? But we're going to make a dire wyvern. So a dire wyvern is huge instead of large. It has 220 hit points instead of two, instead of 110. Its attacks and everything are plus nines in plus, instead of plus sevens. So that's really easy to apply. And we're going to give it a, an extra attack. We'll probably give it an extra claw attack, right? So instead of its bite, you know, it already does, let's see, make two attacks, one with its bite and one with its stinger. While flying, it gives a claw in place of an eye. We might say, you know what we're going to do? The dire version of this gets a bite, a claw, and a stinger. Or maybe if we want to be real bastards, a bite and two claws and a stinger. Now it's really a danger. Imagine how much harder and cooler the dire wyvern is, right? I did it in my head. I didn't even look back at the guide again, right? Because it's pretty straightforward. Double the hit points, increase the size, plus two to the attack rolls, one or more additional attacks, you pick which one, and then increase the challenge rating. Yeah, and the challenge rating, you know, eh, who knows? That sounds like it might be harder. Challenge rating nine, that's eh, probably about right, right? That's pretty big. So that's a template, right? And so we have dire monsters. And then you have fiendish. Fiendish are like the, the fair, the, what do they call them? The fell wyvern, right? Like this is the wyvern that you would find. Are there wyverns that are flying around in Avernus? Sure, right? What would a Avernus, what would a fiendish wyvern be like? Well, type becomes fiend, has advantage on saving throws against magical effects, has resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from not. This one's a little bit longer, right? And this is because fiends have like a bunch of stuff. They resist cold, immune to poison damage and the poison condition. The weapons attacks are magical. It has dark vision of 120 and its challenge rating increases. A fiendish version of a monster is actually not much different than a normal one. It just resists a lot of stuff, right? It has magic resistance. It's got, you know, and, and so you can kind of describe this one, you know, now you might say, I'm going to go over to my elemental monster and I'm going to give it a little bit of necrotic damage on its attacks too, but that might beef it up, you know, it could beef it up a, a little bit, but essentially a fiendish monster has this sort of fiendish defense template. And that template is, I be, I'm now a fiend but I have advantage on saving throws against spells and magic because that's what fiends have. Resistance to non-magical weapon attacks. Yep. So all that kind of stuff. Then the other one is spell infused. And boy, you want to talk about multiplying out your monsters. What if you give monsters a use of a spell, right? And you go and you pull out your spell, your, your book, and you say, we're going to give it shield. Like this acidic giant also can cast a shield spell. I don't know why. It's ruined, right? Whatever made it acidic, it was cursed by some evil wizard that just really twisted up. One of the things he did is he gave it shield protection. So it can throw up the shield spell a couple times a day. So that's like the monster templates. There's another one. I'm probably, we're not going to get into it now. Is undead templates where you can make a bunch of different kinds of undead. Skeletons, zombies, ghouls, whites, wraiths, and vampires out of existing monsters. Do you want to have a vampiric uh, hill giant, right? Or a zombie hill giant. They have, they have, they have zombie ogres. What if you want a zombie hill giant? Well, you know, pretty straightforward. You're immune to poison damage. It can't be poisoned. And it, you know, undead fortitude. And you've got yourself a zombie, all right? Type should, should be undead. I think all this said type becomes undead. Somewhere it should say that. If it doesn't say that, it, it will. And then you go, lazy trick. You want to really be lazy? Just say it's undead, right? It's a zombie. Have it just act like a normal monster, only you say it's undead and you're done. So these are the kinds of tools that I want to offer. More stuff like this. Things that you could just directly use in your game, give you a wide range of, of ways to kind of expand the stories that exist. The whole thing is full of it, so I'm very excited. We have a couple of questions that came up. Great. And then we're going to call. I, this has been outstanding. Question about pro product ordering via Kickstarter. I've already purchased your previous publications as PDF. Thank you. If I kickstart the new PDF, can I then order hard copies of the new and older books via backer kit? I'm not sure I fully understand. You can... Yes, if you just back the backer kit pledge, you can tailor make your own order, whatever you want it to be. You can just order the certain hardcover books that you want to get. I think the the the, the mark you know the the bigger pledges are have some extra value in there. But if you have all the PDFs, so you don't have all the PDFs because you don't have the companion. I know that because no one I don't have the companion. So. And the companion PDF on its own is 10 bucks. So I, I, you, you're going to have to look at the prices to determine like, are you actually getting a better deal or is it just a better deal to get the whole in package even though we already have it? Because it might be. I don't, we, we looked at it and I certainly wanted to make sure that the top level deal was a good deal. So I think like you're not paying a whole lot for the PDFs in that big final package. 
if you tried to price those all those out, I should I should go look. I will. I won't do it right here, but I will I will go look and see how much you save. But that'd be the way to do it is go and take a look at the add-ons because the, the prices that are in the add-ons in the Kickstarter are the same as the prices that they're going to be in backer kit. So you could go there and you could like tailor make an order and ask yourself, is this really cheaper? Because I bet you it's not. Uh, I don't know that you're saving a whole lot. Glum Moon says, from what I saw when you upgrade, when I upgraded my pledge, you can add pretty well anything. Yeah, so you can. You can tailor build your thing however you want. You could buy five copies of a book. You could do whatever you want. Shipping will be more expensive if you order more copies than I think five. But we'll, you know, in backer kit, it'll it'll get it'll get figured out. My friends, I want to thank all of you for hanging out with me tonight. I am so excited to bring this book to you. More more so than the success of the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter I'm, I could not be happier with the support I'm seeing on Kickstarter. And and I'm I really am. It is it is it is completely it's blown me away. But I am more excited to bring this book out to you guys. I'm more excited to make this a real thing. It's something I've been thinking about a lot. It's something that has made my game better as I've been using these. And I'm just excited. I'm really excited to bring this to you guys. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me tonight. Thank you for the excellent questions. This probably won't be the last Q&A that I do like this. So we will do another. If you have any questions, of course, you are free to post comments on the Kickstarter, post comments on the updates, whatever you want to do. I am looking at all of them. I will answer all the questions that I can. And thank you very much. Have a great night and get out there and play some D&D.